Hi, I'm James. I'm Steven. I'm Terrence, and we are The, the Higher, Higher Life, Life, a show where we talk about careers in tech, professional development, entrepreneurship, and life outside 9-5. So, welcome back to another episode of The Higher Life. I can tee us off. So, for today's topic, we are going to be discussing how to know when it's time to quit your six-figure day job. We'll be speaking about this from both a recruiter's perspective. Obviously, in our day-to-day lives, we've, we've been on the recruitment side. Um, we know what candidates tell us as their reason to leave, so we're looking to share that with you. And also, on the flip side, we've also been the employee giving our notice to our employers leaving our six-figure day jobs for um, greener pastures. Or sometimes multiple times, <laughs> sometimes More multiple times. So, yeah. um, you know, if this is something that might be running through your mind now, or you know, maybe in a couple months, um, definitely stay tuned. So, to start things off, maybe I'll just ask broadly how how did you guys know when it was time to to step away initially from your six figure day job? It could be either the the first first time or the most memorable time. I'll leave that to you. I can go first. Like for me, the first time was um, at the first company we all worked together. Um, I was in more of a player coach role. And frankly speaking, the company just grew too big. The company got acquired, actually. So years before the acquisition, I think the the talk of town was things are going to change, you know, during an acquisition and things did change. And it just became more of a numbers game. And I, you know, I was making really good money. I was probably one of the top recruiters in the company at that time. And then what happened was I just one day decided, actually, I wasn't even looking. Frankly speaking, I wasn't even looking. Um, so I took a coffee meeting and then that intrigued me. And at that time I was just ready, open to opportunities, but I wasn't active. And one day I was like, you know what? I see where this is going, where the company's headed. It's becoming big. And I realized it wasn't for me. I was just a fan of joining rocket ships and companies that grow really quickly with little to no politics and a lot of fun. You know, I think that that was a big shift for management when they got acquired. It became more about the numbers and like cost savings and not about employee experience. It was just about hitting numbers. And that to me was comes there comes a point where it's just like money. Money isn't everything. Right. And it's it's a bitter pill, but it's it's a reality. That's my experience. So you said a lot of interesting things there. So aside from, you know, obviously changes in corporate direction, cost you know cost cutting focusing more on the money less on the people were there anything else like if you had to look at like the top three reasons why after the m a you're like okay that it's time like what would those top three reasons be if you had to bucket them up Ooh, top three uh one for sure would be culture culture for me was pretty important in the company i joined because of the culture i joined like having experienced something small growing and fun for lack of a better word it was yeah. it was nice and that that faded you feel it fade you know as a company grows bigger it's inevitable but at the same time it's it's more inevitable more inevitable when you get acquired someone else is kind of put uh like calling the shots now yeah. versus back then it was a family-owned private business um so that that's definitely up there um another factor was um you know i was a point where i i, I wasn't growing as well as an individual you know, I love to learn and I'm a huge believer that you should always try to stay uncomfortable and always be hungry and thrive to learn more. And <clears throat> frankly speaking, the director above me at that time, I recall he was so senior in the company. I think there was no way I was going to leapfrog above him 
And um, I think a couple of year, one or two years later, he ended up leaving. I was like, whoa. So it wasn't just me. And then the third was, um, I guess money Money was, was a slight factor. You know, I think, you know, over time when you get to learn a new industry and you get to learn the market trends of compensation, you might want to just shop around a bit or see what else is out there. You know, if you're doing the same job, try a different structure somewhere else and see if you can do it again. And um, yeah, I was just interested in a new challenge, something something more challenging. I was on cruise control and I wasn't a fan of cruise control. I don't think a lot of people are. I think one of the biggest reasons why anyone leaves a company actually is when they feel like they're not learning, they're less engaged. Yeah. And so they don't, I don't know, they, they just, they don't see a future for themselves there and they naturally just leave. And I think there, there's actually a study or a report somewhere um, on that as being one of the top reasons why people leave companies. Um, yeah, I mean, that, so, I'm sure that was silent quitting, but um, yeah, for me, it wasn't even silent quitting wasn't even a thing. I, I wasn't even silently quitting. I was doing great still and hitting my numbers, exceeding them, and just one day an opportunity came on, fell into my lap, and I took a meeting, hit it off with the, uh, the hiring manager at that time, uh, the founder of a company, to build something great again or build something small and scale again, and that was a challenge I was, I was down for. You're so. down to make staffing agency great again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I agreed with his vision. I think that was a huge thing for me. Is like when you meet, when you meet a leader and you kind of just hear what their vision is. Because I, I, I moved laterally. Technically, I moved into a new position that was in the same industry. Technically, in a, in a lower role, actually. So on that topic, I know. I think some of us have done it where we've taken backwards. Well, what I would say is. In a, in a way backwards movement right like your people tend the easy, the obvious decision for people to leave a job is for more money i think that's probably the num one of the more common reasons i've ever heard of as a recruiter anyone leaving a job why are you looking to leave well i think i'm getting underpaid or the, the job pays 10 more k and that's significant enough for me to leave but in my case i i took like a, i was making six figures and i took almost 100k 100k i went i went six figures backwards actually and that's true and then were yeah. you were you on a 100 percent commission when you left the new job the, i was new job, i was 100 percent commission but they gave me a base salary to start things off to make sure i was okay to spend the day to day but i took yeah i took a six figure cut what do, what do you call that again uh when you're basically you get floated for like the first couple of months, but you got to pay that back. It's called a draw. Draw. So no, there, there you in, go. In sales, it's called a draw, where you know a company because you're you have to ramp up. There's time to ramp up. They give you a little bit of, I guess, monthly income to help um, pretty much fund your day to day, right? Like fund the basic bare bones. Yeah. And then yeah. when you get commission, it uh, pays it pays that Correct. debt or Correct. that draw off essentially. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, that's my experience. Um, what about you guys? I know you guys, we've all been through it, so. I can go next. Sure. Um, I think for me, I'll go back to the first company as well. Um, it was, it, I think it had a lot more to do with like personal growth and mental health more than anything. Um, you know, like you, I, I left at a high point in the company. I felt like my team was doing really well. I was in a management position. We had just won a major contract with one of our pillar accounts that we were working so hard on for the year. It was a major win and it just felt like the appropriate time before the next project came in and I would you know, feel committed. Um, I was also there for like four years, right? So went through the M&A 
and it just felt like I hit a point where I was looking for growth outside of work now because I just I carried so much momentum from you know when I graduated into that first role and then all the successes and that that came with it it just it created this sense of self-confidence in me that I was like I can do anything <laughs> so when I left I, I left a six-figure paying job to actually try and start my own and you know that that pays nothing <laughs> right so it was a it was a huge risk that I took, but it was an exciting one. And, and timing-wise, it just felt so right because of the, you know where I was in my life. Um, and I knew that for me, it was like if I didn't take a risk then at that point, um, I would always have this itch on my back that you know I, I just felt like I need to scratch. And if I never did, then I'd, I'd I wouldn't have anyone else to blame but myself. And I didn't want to become that person that would just point fingers on why I never did something. And so I really want to take that risk. Um, and so that's when I knew. Um, and then just, you know, to touch a little bit on the mental health aspect of it, I, yeah, for those of you that are listening, I actually ruptured my Achilles when I was 26, I think, 26. And it was way too soon for me to rupture in my Achilles. And I played basketball my whole life. That was a big part of who I am. Um, I love the game. I love to compete. And for me, not not to be able to do that at the highest level anymore because I neglected my health um, for my profession, like that hit hard. Uh, not knowing when I could walk again, if I could walk again, that, that hurt. Um, and mentally, it took a toll. And at the end of that 12 months, when I was semi-recovered, I, I, I just made a decision. I, I needed to look after myself personally before I go back and hustle and grind professionally. Um, not to say that entrepreneurship wasn't that because like, I feel like I worked more hours than I ever did trying to start a business, um, but I needed to do that for my own sanity. And I think that was the biggest driver. It wasn't money. Um, it really was personal growth uh, in areas I, you know, a day job just, you know, couldn't fulfill that. So that's why I left. What would you say the, if you had to do top three, just like Stevie, one, that's personal growth. What, what about the other two? I think learning. Um, not to say I wasn't learning where we were because I felt like in my new role, there, there's always ways to improve somehow, some way, right? Like leadership is a skill that's constantly being worked on. You're never the perfect leader, right? There's always something you can work on. So I think from a people management perspective, I could have always developed that skill staying at the company. Um, but what I wanted to learn was all the, I mean, all the things that we couldn't learn in, in our role in you know, in a sales type environment, like there, there are things to building a business outside of scales, uh, sales that you need to think about, right? Um, and, you know, for example, just being creative, learning how to bootstrap and just build something like a platform to sell products. Like those are, those are things I really wanted to spend some time on. Um, and so I did. And that, like, that was one of the biggest things, like learning how to do it and then doing it. So learning. Um, and then I think the last piece, I'll agree with what Steve said about, you know, the change in culture and direction after the M&A, um, you know, natural part of any growing business that after it gets acquired, it's no longer about, not as much about, uh, about the people. Um, you know, you have shareholders that you need to answer to and, you know, where the company's spending its dollars, you know, yeah. that affects its profit margins. And so, you know, you have to report that back to your parent company. It's hard to justify all those Thursday night, <laughs> all those trips, right? So part of the culture died in that way and it became a little, I don't know, dull in that sense for me. It became corporate, right? They became big and... Yeah. Yeah. 
And for me, it was like, okay, I'm not having as much fun here anymore. I can continue to do this. Like, I figured out how to work in this environment. I do well. I, I, you know, I can do great work with this team. But that said, I just hit a point where all things accounted for. I was like, okay, it's time for me to go. Like, it was time. So, no, that's fair. Yeah. Um, did I answer all? Th- did I no, that's three. That's three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. James. James. So this order is so funny because it's the, uh, we all work together, we all quit the same job, and we all quit a six-figure job, but it went from the person who left last, second last, and then me who left first. So I was um, at the organization for, I think, two, two and a half years, and then very similar themes as both these two that, you know, saw that shift of culture when it came to the M&A, but I... I felt like I saw it like a long time coming, and so I wanted to really get ahead of it um, and make some movements. So I wasn't quite, you know, quitting or anything. I was very active. Loudly quitting. I was, yeah. If that's a, yeah, if that's the term, I was like very loudly quitting. But I would say one of the most common themes was growth, and I think growth for me was also. Uh, a very probably the most important aspect of you know the reason that I quit so uh, for me I think for all of us we reached our peak at that organization and then we left we weren't able to grow anymore and then for me interestingly enough I I got promoted the week before I quit uh, so that, that was a really interesting uh, you know twist of fate but it was to a point where I wanted even more than what they were giving me in regards to even a promotion. And I tried my best to see if I can get it there, but because of the MA, because of the limited growth opportunities, it was just time that it's like, I, I'm not going to get what I need here, so I need to move on. And so that's when I started to actively look. And so. Definitely culture was a huge factor, but uh, I think growth for me was was number one. And um, I'm going to side with T when it comes to like mental health, but then also even physical health. Like, I think think both of these people know that, uh, you know, when I was at Veritech, I was not a healthy individual. I was... We call it the, we called it the VTQ 10 or 20. Like everyone that joined that company, (laughs) I I kid you not, yeah, gain 15, 20, just like the freshman 15 or 20, freshman 20. For for me, it was a VTQ 50. (laughs) 50. I I was... I saw that before, man, after your page. Like he is... Five zero. He was was thick. I was, yeah, thick with two Cs. He was thick and... um, yeah, like I, I remember seeing the before and after pictures yeah. of when we went on that vacation in yeah. Mexico. Yeah, you were yeah you were there Mexico, the first yeah. key club trip. Oh, right, and, was, and, and like the after yeah. pick, I was like, whoa. It has been an insane journey of physical transformation, but I was yeah I gained so much weight. So one of the reasons why is because you know if you work long hours at the first company and uh, you, you work so late that it was like dinner time, you know after seven p.m. you could expense your dinner. And so let's just say I worked a lot of hours <laughs> and ate a lot of free dinners. So that was a part of it. But because I was working long hours, because I was eating out so much, I really neglected my physical health, which always obviously also impacted my mental health as well. Just the amount of stress and pressure that the organization and management uh, you know, put, put on every individual 
at our level, essentially. So it just got to a point where I had to essentially save myself, you know, from a physical and mental health perspective. Um, and even though I was at, at my peak, even though I was doing well, so um, I think I think maybe yeah, health and growth is kind of like neck and neck for me, and then culture would be would be the last thing. But I always say like it doesn't matter how much money that you make in the world if you are suffering from physical and mental health because of it, it's not worth it. Oh, I mean, we've sure. um, we've even seen people in our um, like when we were there leave because they're they mentally couldn't handle it yeah right there were a couple it happens often and it's, a, it's not in a it's not an industry or an environment that's for everybody 100 yeah. percent. i don't think we've ever talked about this but i would love to ask you guys do you think there's anything that the company could have done or should have done or if things were a little different that would have made you stay a little longer would have prolonged your stay because I, I i think i have one but i would love to hear what you guys think not get acquired yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one but even then i i think that yeah for me it was um the, just their, their pay structure you know oh I, I i honestly i genuinely think that's i would have stuck it out for many more years had i been paid a lot more if it was equalized equitably, you know, according to the industry according to the industry and not on the lower end, I, I, that, that, that was that an interesting surprise when, uh, we, when we started looking at other companies. It was like, oh, this is how other people get paid. And, and we were top, like, the company's a, a beast. It was a machine. We were all top performers. We've all been P Club winners. So, like, we, we were definitely good at what we did. And it was, it was kind of sad to hear, you know, when you speak to outsiders, you're like, whoa, surprised rather to hear that you're, you're, you're doing that, you're making that type of income, doing that type of work. And we were doing way better, in my yeah. opinion. That would have kept me a little longer. Yeah, really yeah. good question. I, I, to be honest, for me, I don't. I don't think there's anything that they could have done that would have made me stay. Um, just like I said, my reason for leaving was beyond what a company could give me. I needed to do something for me in my life that I knew. You know, if I didn't do, like, I just I would hate myself for it. That's um, true. Yeah, I feel you on that as well. Yeah, it was a calling. Let's just say it, it was a calling. For me, it was just I yeah, needed to yeah, do it. Yeah, and then with yeah. with T as well, I also started my own kind of recruitment company, essentially as well, starting from zero. So it's definitely it's one of those itches that you were mentioning. Yeah. It's like you just gotta try it, especially when you're young. And it's it's like one of those things, especially like I think for people who are like super, super overly ambitious and very entrepreneur in spirit, like you always want to try it once, especially when you're young. Yeah. 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 Just go complete balls to the wall and just like eat, give it your best and see where it goes. Um, it's what I really want to do. So yeah, I don't think there's anything they could have done. Yeah. That's fair. What's, um, I know this maybe like sound, sound like the obvious, but like what, what's the process for, for resigning guys for, for anyone that's never resigned before in their life from like a corporate job what was the process for you guys to resign from your job okay I'll, and what I'll, can you expect i'll start i'll start but, uh, <laughs> because mine was uh was a funny and interesting one oh. uh, so this is one of those uh don't do what i did <laughs> type of situation so um so yeah i was um at the time battling with management a lot about a lot of different things so like i said very loudly um combative so and and hostile i would say um and then 
on top of everything, I also quit with another individual um, as well. What um, day of the week was it? It was on a Tuesday, Tuesday. which you should never do. Um, the reason I did it is because uh, the person I resigned to was uh, on vacation on Monday, and I didn't want to wait the week afterwards. So I did it on a Tuesday. Not a good idea to do it on a Tuesday um, as well. Um, yeah, you should probably do it on Fridays. Really? Friday? Think, Why Friday? You don't think Friday is a good time to quit? Friday is a terrible... I feel okay. like you're ruining somebody's my, weekend. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree with Terrence on that. You are ruining the so, person's weekend. My, They're going to have a really crappy my, my weekend. Monday's the best? I, I, I did it on a Monday. I mean, so, I feel best? like Mondays are pretty good. Okay. <laughs> Monday, <laughs> Monday, Monday, like... M- Mondays yeah. suck anyways. Well, okay. Well, so apparently I don't even know what day of the week that you should be doing it. <laughs> but, but did you give a letter? Or was it verbal? So, how'd you, how'd you do so it? yeah. So um, I printed out uh, my resignation letter, put it in an envelope. Um, <laughs> this is also wrong. You shouldn't both. If you're, you're going to quit, you should do it individually. Oh. Me, me and the other individual, we did it both at the same time <laughs> in in the same office. Um yeah, it, it really restricts the type of uh, conversation you have with the, the yeah. person you're resigning to if you if there's someone else in the room also quitting. That, that's true. So, uh, so yeah, so don't do what I did. Um, yeah, I would probably do it on a Monday. I would do it individually. And, um, you know, you you want to also do it in a, in a time where you aren't super combative or hostile and just you want to leave on good terms so you don't burn bridges. So ideally, but ideally. I've, I've, I mean, being on the opposite side of recruitment and hearing stories, I've, I've heard of scenarios, people burning bridges like yeah, all the time. Yeah. I feel like in the staffing agency world, when you leave, it's all, it always feels it's a bitter. bit personal. It's bitter. Well, it's bitter. It's, bitter. it's, it's never like, Hey, I wish you and luck we, in your next uh, role. It's, I hate you. Twice. Don't ever talk to me again. Yeah. And I, I was going to say that when you're in an agency recruitment uh, company and you go to another agency, they walk you out immediately that's any sales i feel like that's uh, any sales i feel like any that's sales, 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 like, sales? Yeah, any sales yeah like you're not sticking around to steal contacts and yeah so that, that's another part of of quitting um you know this type of job is that you get walked out and you lose access right away so yeah forget that was my about, experience <laughs> yeah forget about saying goodbyes or hugging anyone um yeah but, you just yeah. get some uh some text messages um yep. afterwards and that's about it. Might as well just take take like a can of gasoline and walk in there with matches and just <laughs> just yeah, oh, burn the whole. I, I always talked about the metaphorical bridge. Actually, build a bridge. <laughs> build a bridge. <laughs> build like a little toy like bridge. Build, build, a, a, build a mini bridge and put it on your desk and yeah. start burning it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. So we got some creative people in, uh, on this very podcast. Cre- very creative, Terrence. Yeah. Very creative. All right, all right, Terrence, you go next. Uh, for me. I obviously typed up a letter, um, you know, gave it to my director, thanking him, um, and just, I think I provided a brief reason why I'm leaving. I I can't remember. I remember thinking, like, okay, I just want to keep this brief short. Um, I think I actually even looked for, like, templates and just, like, maybe filled in a couple words here and there. Wow. To, yeah. But, like, it personalized to some degree. Um, and then the morning of, I can't remember... I actually don't even think it was a Monday for me either. And also, I don't think it was... I, I think if it wasn't a Monday, the reason it, it, it was maybe a Tuesday or a Wednesday was probably because um, my director just wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. So That's I needed to wait same. until they came back so that I can actually 
you know, give them my resignation versus like anyone else because I felt like also ideally just right to do it that way. Ideally in person, yeah. Yeah. Never, never like yes. Yes. Ideally in person, yeah. So I just remember it was like the morning of. I went extra early that day. um, Just and he didn't come in until much later. I was hoping to do it when nobody was around. Uh, I think he strolled in around like nine, nine something. I was probably in there at like seven something, eight. Um, Yeah, I was ready to just like here you go and yeah unfortunately it didn't play out that way so you know right at the start of the day as early as i could i walked into his office and just the words couldn't even come out actually to be honest oh, because it's, it's, it's a little nerve-wracking it, it is very, it is nerve-wracking. very nerve-wracking. It, for me it wasn't it wasn't nerve-wracking in like a like a like i'm scared it was more like it was emotional uh, it was yeah, emotional uh, i yeah. like i yeah there's a big part of me that's like I don't know if this is the right move, but I got to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I get that. and he and he understood too. Um, like he he knew the minute I pulled it out, like I was choked up for words. Um, and he just gave me a hug. Wow, and I didn't was, get any. It hugs. was just kind of. It was like because he knew. He knew. I definitely didn't get any. Hugs. And there was just something in me that like I needed to do it, but it was a very reluctant. Like, hey, like I, you know, like it is what it is, sort of thing. Um, and I think it's you know going through the agency world and doing well and sticking around it, it takes a lot right you go through you're in the trenches you're battling with other agencies out there you're, you're working late nights with your team yep. and when you guys figure out a way to succeed together it almost feels like you build that like like i don't know that brotherhood like that it, it it's so hard to explain and then when you're like all right i'm just gonna leave now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, aside, it, it, it's a very I, weird I, feeling. Yeah, I think I agree with you. It's like, it's one thing leaving a company, but then it's leaving the people. It's leaving the people. That becomes really emotional. I agree. And that's yeah. like, I know we all said culture was a thing, but culture is like, I think what I meant by culture is the way the company operated, not by the, not, not the individuals. Yeah. Agreed. Because I do. Agreed. Yeah, uh, like similar to Terrence, I was pretty emotional too because of the people. Like I enjoyed working with the people. They hired great people. Yeah, yeah. Hence why we're still friends, friends for right? this yeah. long. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it for well, me. Yeah. My experience. Uh, I did it on a Monday. I, I definitely remember that. Nice. Similar to you. Funny enough, kind of like I showed up early, and it, this my director. I know he was an early bird. He was in. He's usually in the office by eight, seven thirty. That one day, he had a client meeting. So he wasn't in the uh, office at eight, and I was like, you know what? I don't want to delay this. I'm just gonna rip the bandaid off, and uh, you know, I did it over. I called him, and he um, he came back to the office right away. And then after that, I had four or five other. I didn't get walked out. I had four or five other meetings, back to back to back coffees with all the senior directors, just asking me what's going on. The the, the managing director or the the VP at the time, he he set up a meeting with me right away and was like, whoa. What, what's happening and I, you know I was expecting to get walked out I was going to a competitor you know I told him flat out I'm going to a competitor I had a letter too so I did type nice. up a letter as well um, and I you know thanked them and it was emotional for me because it was like yeah I, I love these people like these we've, we've, we've been on the battlefield together for years and yeah. anyone that's been to battle and like yeah there's ups there's downs but there's a lot of there's a lot of ups you yeah. know when you go on a vacation together as a company and um bond outside of work for a couple drinks or dinners it's yeah it's tough but um yeah i didn't get walked out and uh that was a bit surprising to me you know when you how long did you stay i was there for a week they kept me for a week um very unorthodox which is very unorthodox that's crazy but i guess 
they didn't see me as a threat. And um, yeah, I didn't really, I just did whatever I could to help the team transition or help them, I guess, transition that week. And uh, that was it. But um, yeah. Or they were working really hard on a retention strategy and just really wanted that extra time to figure out like, what can we do to keep the golden goose here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we didn't, we didn't chat about it yet, but like they, yeah, you can expect also counter like, offers. offers. And they, yeah. I don't think they really went for a counter offer. They... Um, yeah, they didn't really do a counter offer. I feel like no one actually in, our, in the history of the company. I feel like they've never done one once. Maybe I think I've heard of one time where they give, they get, they they give a counter offer to an individual, but I've never heard of one in the company. The company's history. They were like, you know what? I mean, we're in the business of recruitment as well. We we know when someone's ready to leave, they're gonna leave, right? On on the receiving end. So yeah, that's my thoughts. Yeah, that was my experience. So just doing a time check here um with the last five minutes i'd like to talk about you know what we hear from our candidates that we've worked with in the past or even more recent as kind of the reasons that they're leaving their role or might be interested in considering a new opportunity um obviously i feel like personal growth is is a very common theme um we've all heard it but is there anything outside of what we've already brought up that you've heard as as a driver for anyone to leave a six-figure role? I got one, but you, you want to go first? You go first. first. Okay. Go first. So uh, this is something that I hear a lot when it comes to people who want to quit very early on starting a new job is expectations. 100%. And if those expectations that were given during an interview process are misaligned to the actual day-to-day -day job, it will force someone to want to quit almost immediately from those misaligned expectations, depending on how big of a difference it is. And I've seen people who would quit after a week just because what they were told that they were supposed to be doing and their responsibilities were completely black and white from what the actual day-to-day -day was. So I think that's one of the biggest other themes that happens a lot when people quit. And it doesn't matter about the money. If it's the misaligned expectations, it's like they're, they're gonna quit. I thousand percent agree. Like that is one of the biggest biggest reasons i don't think about it. and um now that you brought it up i i think it's actually one of the core reasons if anything because yeah. it's like why did we leave for example like we the culture wasn't what we expected when the m a happened right yeah. like it really does break down to expectations. expectations right of what you think what they company thinks and then there's a misalignment and uh yeah but for me i think the most common one is it's it's money money, yep. money. Money or growth, one or the other, I think they're almost neck to neck. But, but how much money? Like, if you're making $5 more per hour, is that really worth leaving your job where you might have been, you might have been there for like five years, you're comfortable, you know, you know everybody, you know what's expected of you. Is $5 per hour more, you know, enough think, to justify leaving? I think it's relative. I mean, sometimes people are, um, the the guy the, the most common number I've ever heard is like five to five ten percent increase is what they're tar targeting and when someone wants to leave it's like I'm looking for ten twenty percent I will admit in the last nine months people are a little they're going up the wazoo um you know they're they're shooting for the moon they're not aiming for ten percent they're aiming for like fifty percent increase it's an opportune time because that's what it's companies are offering I get it but at the same time like um you know it's it's scaled back a little bit now but six months ago i remember during one of our earlier podcasts people were shooting for the moon that's true yeah. right it was a so. it would have been a strategic time to move at that time for a lot of people because overnight you're you're suddenly worth 
two times what you're what you were worth just, like just, a month before yeah, on the market just right market conditions without so. doing anything different so yeah, yeah. um I, think, what I was just gonna say that's why i think it's important to always stay in tune with the market and always be open to networking conversations because you got to be able to know what your value is at all times in order to for your for yourself and for your career yeah i feel like all my opportunities um i haven't jumped a whole lot but anytime i moved it was because i took a took a coffee meeting just to hear it out yeah me too i i, I still don't have a resume oddly enough 10 years in the industry i haven't had a resume since i was fresh out of university so even to this day i don't have a resume yeah so power networking with right that your, net, your network networking. is your net worth you know Ooh, like that's like uh, that. i'm sure you guys heard of that phrase yep. like that's yeah, yeah. that i believe is it really is uh, actually it doesn't matter who you know it's who knows you Ooh. That, that i think is more valuable than the yeah, who what? you know phrase because well, networking is a two-way street too right? yeah so if they know you better it's like well okay then you know half yeah. the selling's done i feel like yeah but uh yeah um is there anything you want to add terrence before i know you wanted to i i mean we're tight on time but the last uh, i mean for me i think it's the scope of the work um i think that's the one that we haven't really touched on a whole lot um and maybe this is more applicable to maybe anyone that's doing contracts contract type work they there's a there's a level of excitement that comes with doing new new projects. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that might somehow align with like growth and developing new skills in that area. But I've heard that as being a reason for wanting to leave. That's, it's like, that's an exciting project I want to be a part of, and that's why I want to go there. So, um, but yeah, yeah, that's it. I think. I mean, uh, we can we can probably talk about this for another hour. Yeah, but, uh, we probably could. We'll, so we'll wrap um, things up today, and and might do a part two. You never know. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks folks, for tuning for, uh, in. Thanks for, for tuning listening. In. Catch you next time.